We are live, Timmy. Not on this podcast, although this podcast wasn't live. Uh, we are live with the Biz Launch Academy as of today, May 9th. That's right. We created our online academy. We sure did. Basically, to walk people through a step by step guide on how to launch your online business. Step by step. Day by day. Day by day. Step right over. Step right over. Each and every day. Each and every day. Is that day. how it goes? I don't know if that's what it was, but one of the great shows from the 90s. Uh-huh. I, I bet you, unfortunately, there's a bunch of people who have no idea what the hell we're talking about. We're sad to hear that, but we do have the Biz Launch Academy. We'll walk you step by step from concept to customer. Go to bizlaunchacademy.co. That's www.bizlaunchacademy.co and get more info right now. Today on the podcast, we've got Nick Ingersoll, the CMO slash co-founder of Barnana, the most delicious podcast we've done. Yes. Definitely, right? Uh, although we didn't do it till after, of course. We're mindful and don't eat on mic. Uh, but we talked about a lot of different things. We geeked out with some UFC MMA for about the first 10 minutes. Uh, we talk about how we started the company, how they went to Expo West with zero dollars sold, zero product sold. Right. Created basically an amazing booth and had a, had a solid product, but they yeah. hadn't sold anything yet. Went there, got two different stores that were interested, sold product, pitched that to investors. Yeah, and basically went from in the last six years went from zero to eight figures. After hearing him talk, you can see why they've been so damn successful. Dude is smart as shit, understands how to market a product, and understands if he doesn't know how to do something, to figure that shit out. We hope you learn a bunch from this episode. I know I know, I did, Timmy. Did you learn something? Of course. Of yeah, course yeah. you did. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this episode. There's not one time I've said, no, I can't have it. I feel like they're in Australia, and they're like, it's 1 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh. No yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's never a no. Yeah. Like, we don't want to do right. this. No. Hustle, right. baby. Mid, yeah. That Midwest hustle. Yeah, right? Yeah. right? You know it. You well, guys fans of Stipe or what? F- did oh, you so see we're that? just talking. So he's a big MMA. Did you train or did you fight? Oh, I trained. Yeah. 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 Are you recording? Are we recording? I'm recording. Yeah, okay. we're just rocking. Okay, we're in it. Yeah. yeah. We were just talking about that today? No like shit. So, ago. yeah, DC Stipe is looking like they're going to book that for August. I can't wait. So, yeah. Finally. We're doing, did you tell them about what we're doing? Any of this stuff no. recently? No, no, no. Um, well, you can he knows about, about the MMA awards, how because that's how we yeah. Our last so like meeting or right yeah. now we're in the middle. We have so we also have we've worked with a bunch of brands and now we've got our own brand, which is Our City Coffee. I don't even know if Timmy talked no, about that. Congrats! So, thank thank you. you, thank you. So it's like uh, the reason we did it, a lot of times we work with brands and that we pitch ideas and they're like, no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, fuck this. Okay, like we still want to do this stuff a lot, but we want to be able to have our own baby and do stuff. And we want to do it. So, uh, our city coffee was born in December, our little yeah, baby. Yeah. And from there we were, we're doing our first like experience. So create a lifestyle experience around our city coffee and our first ones with Ben Askren. Oh, great. Yeah. So, so yeah. dude, Ben is the man. Oh, so great. It's so dude, he's good. the funniest. I, I, I don't care who you are. That dude is hilarious. So damn funny. funny. So funny. funny yep. as shit. And he's <laughs> got his boom roasted, which is super fitting with coffee. It's, it, it was like, a no brainer for us. Yeah. It's yeah, a no yeah. brainer for us. So we uh so we're basically what we're doing, you, you sign up and you uh can win two tickets to UFC two thirty eight in Chicago, a coffee, meet and greet with Ben, we'll fly you out, we'll put you in a hotel. Wow, what right. a deal that is I'm right. for You're sure into yeah. <laughs> You're not lying. You can. Yeah. But so we're uh so we're doing that. So that's our, our UFC right now. But then we're also have a couple other things we got. Yeah. That's sick. Yeah. So we, like uh what was it? Friday or no Saturday, we created this like image for him to post where did you remember uh, how Moskinov didn't show up for the press conference like yeah. a week or two ago? Moskinov. And, and so, yeah, and so he took a picture with Dana. Yeah. And so we we <laughs> took that image and we were like, this could be you and like put like the contest rules and right stuff here. like that. And oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> oh, that is great. So people were loving that. that. Is people great. ate it up. Yeah, yeah they're eating Maybe that Maybe 300 comments, something <laughs> like that. Yeah, so that's that's our one UFC. That's but yeah, so amazing. Uh, 407 comments. So yeah, Steve A. Steve, I, I'm completely shocked. I thought that um, uh, was a Lesnar was for sure uh, for sure lock in. Yeah, you know, it, it, I was actually there live for the first Steve A. DC fight. Is okay. that right? Yeah, uh, in Vegas, I was you know maybe fucking seven rows back or something uh, like that. Yeah, yeah, it was a bummer to see Steve A. go out. Uh, but you know, that's the thing with heavyweights, first round, like 
Happens. That happens, happens all yeah. the time, yep. even to the most successful heavyweight of all time, which yep. is Stipe. Stipe. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, it's cool they're running it back though. I love yeah. DC and I love Stipe. I I'm like I, I'm excited for the fight, but I don't want to see like a knockout like it was last time in the first round. Same. For me, there's that. I don't want Stipe to knock him out in the first round. I don't want you know I want to see a good fight. I don't want to see anyone just knocked out and plowed yeah. through. I want to see like a five round war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best. <laughs> like like um. Uh, uh, Calvin day? the other day Calvin, Calvin and, and Adesanya Did you see uh, that? Yeah, yeah sure did Oh my god That was one of the best fights ever Yeah that was insane mm-hmm. And even Poirier Holloway I did not expect yeah. that result oh, yeah, yeah Poirier oh. putting on him He really did And even like Every punch he was hitting him with You could tell was like it was it was ha- it was hammering him out. It was impressive. Sure. It yeah. was impressive, yeah. man. Yeah, I guess Poirier Khabib is that. That's what they're saying. I guess. September and just, Abu Dhabi. He tweeted out this week. Yeah, he's like, I sent location or location <laughs> sent <laughs> to him. Yeah, because they announced Abu Dhabi. Yeah, That's yeah brilliant. Funny. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Yeah, he's yeah. got his. We were talking about that. He's got to stay on it though because that division is so everywhere. Yeah, like if he's not top of mind or like pushing it every day, you know, he could lose that title fight too. Yeah, better hope he doesn't sprain his fucking ankle. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, dude, for like, real. Yeah. Well, and then he's gone. He won't get it. Yeah, no, he won't, uh, then we'll come back. Go to back him. to the line. No, we get passed right unless over. Unless they something else happens to somebody else down the line, and then he slips in. Yeah, That's yeah. The game, also, yeah. weird thing about MMA is it's you know it's it's um it's similar in boxing. It's actually better in MMA than it is in boxing because at least there is one dominant organization that can actually put on yeah. fights. Yeah. But um, it's definitely not like the NFL, NBA, NHL, etc. No, it's set up. You you yeah. play or you go against whoever's next. Like Yo. there's no avoiding. There's no discussion. It's they win, they go, you're up against them. Oh, yeah. Which makes MMA more fun sometimes, though, too. It sure the does. games and the bullshit. Like, yeah. we're not fighting. Yeah. We're not in there's, it. In there's it. no like, set. Yeah, there's no set stone. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. I dig it. That's right. That's, why, that's, our, that's our jam lately. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, we're football dudes. We came up football, played football. We both played in college. I coached at small schools in college. So that was our jam, but UFC, MMA, period. Yeah. Our, yeah. Like the last four or five years, our jam. Well, the great thing about MMA, too, is that you get it all year round. All year. There's no season. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you're just constantly getting milked to this fucking weekend yeah. card, you yeah. know? Yeah. And yeah. Gra- by the way, a great card this weekend. A great card this weekend, yeah. 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 Uh, I'll be in Cleveland watching. Yeah. I'll have to, like... I'll be by myself, so no one else there will want to watch. I'll have to like get to a computer somehow and watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'm always that guy, like in the airport on my phone, just like. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I've got a, I've got a three year old, and she's she's like, we'll be watching something. She's like, Daddy, it's not fight night. She knows <laughs> yeah. she knows when it's fight night. Oh yeah, you know? she's in it. Yeah, that's awesome. She'll yeah. watch sometimes. I yeah. kind of just look yep. up. What is what are those guys doing on? Yeah, that? I know, <laughs> I know, I know. That's rad. Yeah, yep. we love him, man. That's yeah. a jam. Yep. We're deep. We're deep. Deep. Two deep. years in. I'd say two solid years is when we've been like kind of all in on it. Randa Holly was our like first. Yeah. Really so like two and a half in it. We were like oh, dabble. Wow. When, when, when More than start? that. I mean, I watched as a, a child with really? my dad. Yeah. Like when they were, you know, in like yeah. the basement of a casino yeah. and all that no shit. Gloves. Illegal in most <laughs> yeah. states. Yeah. yeah. Going to Alabama. Yeah. Or yeah. Oh, yeah. They always yeah. have to do that. We did. We would watch. Uh, our uncle would get. I remember watching like the early UFCs, but he would get it on VHS. Right. And mm-hmm. and bring it over and be like, boys, we're going downstairs. Like no girls. <laughs> yeah. We're like, I don't know, like 10 or 12 or whatever, young. Yeah. And we would go down there and watch it. That's what my dad would do too. He would get, he would get those and we would watch them in the morning because my mom would be asleep in the morning. <laughs> and so we'd be watching them like, oh man, this is so crazy. And then uh, you'd hear her wake up and he's like, turn it off quick. Hide the tape. Tank Abbott and old school dudes like that. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I miss those days. I feel like, you know, one weird thing about MMA that I've realized the difference between men and women MMA is that the women are allowed to wear rash guards, which sure. is crazy. Yeah. Like they can wear full rash guards yeah. in there. So like, you know, if, if you're a jujitsu player, I mean, for sure wear a rash guard. That's yeah. like a, a brilliant tool to have. Yeah. Um, but I don't think dudes are ever allowed to uh, wear Never. rash guards, even no. if they are shirt, shy about oh, their nipples. has to be on. Yeah. Off, off. Yeah. No shirt, I've never no heard any, right? anyone complain or bat. Like, have you? Girl-wise? No, I haven't, but I just find it bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why they do that either. But yeah. but then, I don't know. You don't have to. A lot of girls Definitely don't. Definitely don't have to. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah. Some, some sort of capitulation. Yeah. I think maybe but, women's MMA just hasn't had enough time to... Maybe not, yeah, no, but what's different about women's, women's MMA than any other sport is it's like pretty competitive, like comparative to the male sport. Yeah. You can Holly Holm, Ronda Rousey, sell out a 55,000 seat stadium. 
You can't yeah. WNBA, NBA aren't comparable. Um, yeah. Soccer really isn't. Right. You know, but great point. But when you talk UFC, the top of the top, not not the depth, but top of the top, it can be comparable. That's true. Yeah, they can main event things. For like, sh- yeah. That, uh, so is I, it the most successful women's sport in terms of just like eyeballs, dollars? Oh, that's a great question. Yeah, that is per question. event, like I, per one event. I, I don't know. know. I, I was I don't at. Know. Might be. I was here it's in. Yeah, it's got to be yeah. close. If not, right? I, I was here in LA for the John Jones Gustafson fight. I went to it, Ooh. and but it was the the co-main was Amanda and Cyborg. <sighs> Dude, that and was. I'm, I still go back and watch that. I've I've oh, been at oh, I've been at three UFC fights, three three UFC pay per views. I've been at a Bellator card. I've been at NBA. I've been at NFL games. That's as hype as I've seen a place ever. Two women <laughs> fighting, and Amanda Nunes beating the shit out of Dude. you know one of the best, if not the best of all time. Yeah, I, I had goosebumps. I, like I, I, I do now, actually. Talk about yeah, surprises! I, I oh actually. my god! And just so the way she, dude, she just like her last when she knocked her out, like officially gone. She punched her and just started running away. Like she knew she yeah, was going it was down. down. It oh, was yeah. so brilliant, so crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. Amanda Nunes coming out of nowhere. Yeah. Just yeah, just I, I doing feel like she's getting thing. ready to retire. She's uh, gonna have, who's she got? Who's she fighting? Come, oh, she's uh, fighting Holly, Holly, Holly in uh, July. Who else does she need to fight though? Like, I'd love to see the rematch, but young. the reality is she'll probably take Holly and then uh, yeah. milk those belts for a while yeah. for some Why cash. Not? Yeah, Why not? take it to the bank. Yeah, yeah, I would too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't wanna, nobody wants to get. Well, some people do want to get punched in the face. Some people just <laughs> love this shit. Yeah, but most yeah, people yeah. don't. Even people in the UFC don't love to get hit. They just want to make money and and this is an outlet and of course they love martial arts yeah but if you can make money and not have to get hit in the face like let's do that that's right i mean get in get paid and get out i think yeah. you know yeah. generally speaking at least for your brain health and everything else and you know so you see a lot of guys they just stay on too long uh even if it's like yeah. two or three four fights too long yeah and then you're seeing these guys that were once just such dominant champions just you know they they, they fall they out of it, it. Yeah. and um you know i think that that's in the heads of a lot of current fighters and they just don't want to be that totally yeah. i think in general people are are more conscious today about brain damage and, and stuff like that whether it's mma or football yeah like i don't know i i just found out last week we're having a son my first kid congrats Thank dude you. in september <laughs> so like amazing. but like am i gonna encourage my son to play football like we play football i don't right. i couldn't see myself doing that yeah that's yeah. weird right yeah now i don't know if i would say no you can't do it but to push him in and i think it's a different thing yeah i think it's a different thing too i mean look you know it's like they discover it like great right. but yeah. i don't know if yeah i mean you know i used to box when i was a kid and wrestle and play yeah. football and I don't know if I'd push my kid into yeah, it if they yeah. fell into it, you yeah. know, s- support anything yeah. that they want to do. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I, I dig it. And I like, I like the, the discipline of it, like the, the non getting your face bashed in or head, you know, every day of practice and stuff like that. I love whether yeah. it's football or mixed martial arts or boxing or whatever it may be. Like there's a lot of good behind that too. Yeah. But you know, like you see too many people, like we were just watching, we were watching some Muhammad Ali thing yesterday and it's like, that's that's the rough. End. Now that dude also had fifty years or maybe forty years, way better than ninety nine point nine percent of people <laughs> ever experience. And then you throw the last like thirty, whatever, which was like that's true. Yeah, and boxing, it's that repetitive head trauma too, yeah, right? Yeah. Because tons and tons of jabs, bop, 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 yep. a lot of rounds, big yeah, gloves, yeah. you're not getting knocked out as fast, you're not getting your, your light shut off, there's no other option, you can't grapple, you can't, right. yeah, you know, yeah. you, you can't do anything else. So, yeah, um, yeah boxing is, is pretty dangerous in that way even though i love the sport um and you know if i if i have when i have kids i think that uh, my move will be just join jujitsu yeah i yeah you know do you do jujitsu now oh yeah yeah, yeah. where See, do you where, where do you train yeah. yeah he goes uh, to box and burn too yeah oh that's right. gracie university okay. oh you yeah, do yeah, so yeah. like the gracie academy with henner and Hiron and you're legit Evandro and those guys um well yeah i can i can do my thing yeah. uh, i would say those guys are, See, are, are I, legit i was gonna ask you where where you go like and i was hoping you'd be like oh Bill's jujitsu down the road. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dude, I, <laughs> I'll come I, with you. Yeah, yeah I'll come with. I, I've wanted dude, to get into it. Bill's jujitsu is probably legit. Yeah, as fuck definitely. Yeah. But I'm not 
rolling into fucking Hannah Gracie's spot. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm sure there's like basic, basic people, just yeah. not 35 year old basic. Yeah. <laughs> there's, yeah. I, I think you'd be surprised. You know, um, yeah. one thing I got to give Henry and he don't have a ton of credit for the way that they've sort of, you know, masterfully uh, built their, their business down there is they have sort of this combatives program where you go in, you learn more sort of like street applicable tactical uh, mm. jujitsu for, for more real life situations. And then um, you, you sort of progress into the rolling in, in, in master cycle where you're you know going against bluebells purple brown yeah. all the way up to black yeah um but uh jujitsu the best thing about it is it is humbling no matter what color belt you got on sure, no matter where you're sure. at yeah i mean absolutely demoralizing yeah I yeah do it. which i love yeah how often do you do it uh, well, I was in a motorcycle accident earlier this year, so I've oh. unfortunately had to take a uh, an unplanned sabbatical from uh, most physical activity, but I've just started getting back into it, so I'm going to get back in there this week, but gotcha. yeah, I'm going to build back up to that two, three, four times a week game. Gotcha. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, I need to go. <laughs> yeah. I need to go somewhere one time and just get in. Yeah. And then just figure it out yeah <laughs> like, at least the basics you know yeah, like, yeah, yeah i'd love to do that headlock defense right like there's a lot of things that'll just happen to you in the street that there's very simple ways to to counteract them but if you've never done it and you don't get to repeat it um and and practice it then you know it doesn't doesn't come as naturally oh, yeah. yeah totally yeah haymaker defense like all this <laughs> stuff. Yeah, i love it yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i'm gonna do it I, I've we, we always say months, that and then like but they're like the, the traffic in la really plays a damn oh, thing. it's got to be close it's got to be close but like culver but what you go, if you go to where they are though, they're where yeah. They are? I'm going down to Torrance, Torrance <laughs> yeah. or Beverly Hills. See, so yeah. you got you got to plan a couple different time slots throughout the day. Otherwise, you're just sitting in traffic. You know, so yeah. That's what oh, hinders that's often. You know, yeah. that's why I ride a motorcycle every yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. Are you still you're still on the motorcycle? Yeah, yeah. yeah I get nice. back on the horse. Yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it your fault or their fault? Um, it was definitely their fault, but um. You know, there, there's just only so much you can do on a bike. I, I got out of the way. They swerved at me. It was on a surface street. Got out of the way. Hit one of those lovely potholes uh, that oh, L.A. creates because they don't have to maintain the roads when it rains. Um, and then just went down pretty hard. Yeah, a fractured L1 vertebrae and like all that shit. So it was, it was kind of a, a little more um, serious than I wished that it was. Damn. <laughs> but, Damn. Uh, yeah. yeah. Did you, so yeah. do you miss work and all that shit? Uh, for a period of time, yeah, a few days there, about okay. a week actually. Yeah, I was I was busted up pretty bad. Damn. So you fell and were you able to get up or? Yeah, I got up. Um, you know, which is not the smart thing to do actually. But when you're concussed and you go down, you don't yeah. really know how bad your injuries are. And you know, for me, I, I feel my ribs and my back were in a lot of pain. I didn't go out. Um, you know, I was in a motorcycle accident a year and a half ago also, which I did go out, which is not good, <laughs> but the injuries in total were less. Um, but then when you get in the hospital, you know, they're not hearing your right lung function cause you got these bruised ribs. So they're worried that it's like punctured lung and all this crazy shit. And then you find out you have, you know, fractured vertebrae and uh, all that shit. So you never really actually know Damn. if you're okay. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That's that. crazy. And, and yeah. I actually, uh, we were watching, you ever watch a, uh, Ariel? Or listen to Ariel's Hawaii? podcast. Yeah, Hawaii. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so great. Uh, today, I don't, or yesterday, I don't know who was on it, but it made sense where your adrenaline's rushing so much that you don't even know your full injuries until 48 hours after the fight. Yeah. Who was that? Do you know um, who said that? Corey, Which, Corey it, Sanhagen. Okay, it made oh, yeah. sense, but like not to that extreme. And I, I didn't think. I would think, okay, maybe next day. or But like you said, really 48 hours when you really start to feel significant oh, no, injuries. That, no, it was, um, yeah. it was um, Farasa Javi talking, talking about Rory. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't oh, yeah. injuries per se, but it was like, like, yeah, I guess he he was talking about that. Yeah. But like more about his mental. Yeah. It takes a while for the damage to set in yeah. before you really realize what's going on. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, the night I, I get back and I'm like, oh, I'm in pain, but whatever. And then the next day it's like, you can't breathe or laugh. And you're oh, like, geez. oh, <laughs> like, that's what's going Damn. on. Oh, man. Yeah. Are you, but you're good now. If you're going back to jujitsu, you yeah, feel good. I feel pretty good. I feel out of shape. Um, sure. yeah, but naturally, but, yeah. uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. I'm, I'm all healed up technically <laughs> speaking. So <laughs> okay. I'm going to take it real slow and, uh, beg some mercy before I get yeah, into any right. sort of serious rolling situation. It, right. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's nuts. Well, enough enough jujitsu MMA talk. Sure. Let's talk some Barnana. We can talk about whatever you. Yeah. Do. So you, so you um, your co-founder CMO. Yep. How long ago did you guys start this? So our first full year in business was 2013. Okay, so six yeah. six years. Yeah, sit about okay. six years. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, how did even still, I don't even know how so it came young. apart or what? Yeah. Right. What was that? I don't even know how it came about or what or how that. 
Right. So I started, um, I started this business in college. I also started a, an augmented reality firm in, in college as well. Um, and you know, the, the idea stemmed from Brazil. So one of my founders, my, my uh, business partners, Coway, he grew up in Brazil where there's these banana based snacks sort of all over the place. Okay. Um, and in the U S at the time, this is call it 2010, 11 to 12, you see acai and coconut water and all these different sorts of products that were basic commodities in South America, come to the U S be packaged premiumly and and sold for a decent price at places like Whole Foods and things. And so we're looking at acai and, and coconut water, and it's kind of like these weird esoteric things, right? Especially acai, like p- people from Ohio or Nebraska can't even pronounce it, right? Acai, acai, grapes, what is that? They point to the picture. Yeah, right, that. And so, you know, when we're thinking about these bananas, we're like, well, but bananas are the number one selling fruit in the U.S., more than apples and oranges combined in terms of tonnage. And so, like everybody knows what they are, but there are no other banana-based products, right? Like apples, you have applesauce, apple cider, apple juice, apple this, apple that, you know, apple chips. Um, But at the time, with bananas, there really wasn't anything. There was a sort of like shitty fried sweet banana chips yeah. um, that they sell in the bulk section so um, we sort of took the, that premise and, and said well why don't we just uh, take the idea from from sort of what they do down there and repurpose it for an American audience and um, you know sort of blossomed into this whole other thing where we're making banana based cookies and the bites of course and plantain chips mm-hmm. and uh, yeah it's 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 pretty crazy damn how long did it take you to get rolling Took a while, um, you know, and it, for for me, as soon as I moved out of, of Nebraska, it was major hustle time. So it was always, you know, I mean, I was making sandwiches at Subway, bro. I was selling cable internet in Best Buys, <laughs> selling weed out of my apartment, yeah. like whatever I could possibly do. Um, you know, starting random side businesses, doing logos and branding and design and SEO and just other sorts of web services. So started doing a lot of consulting in college to, to try and, you know, essentially pay for college and books and uh, uh, apartment living, everything else. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't really have much of a social Maddie life, life <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, you know, there was no backup plan for me. There was no fun. My parents didn't have any money to give me for any of this, so yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just—it uh, was really just starting things and starting things and starting things and starting them until you know one sort of picks up steam. So we raised some money with Candy Lab, of course. You know, coming from an early twenties kid with like you know some weird tech idea, going to investment, and being like, "Hey, give me your money so I can make phone stuff, yeah. phone magic stuff." Yeah, like you know, okay. I knew what yeah. the fuck that was. Um, and so we, I did that for a period of time, um, and then ended up leaving and, and, um, you know, co-founding Barnana, of course. And, uh, you know, we probably worked on it as a side project for, I want to say probably a year and a half, two years before we were really ready to launch. We weren't even ready to launch when we did launch. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it was, it was quite the build up. No, yeah. you never are. You yeah. think you are. Yeah. And then you do, you're like, oh shit, what about that? Right? Yeah. You'll, you'll forget everything. You'll like, you forget all this, this simple shit. And especially when it's your first time trying to build something as large as this, like every stage of business has some other unforeseen situation that you're going to find yourself in. And it's, you, you kind of, you know, you get defined on how you react to those situations, I think, long term. Sure. So, so how, how did you guys decide what what was your first like product and and why you know just straight dried bananas cut into these little bites um, and then ones covered in chocolate. Gotcha. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So you you launch. I mean, how, do you have? <laughs> people actually buying the product or you're like, Hey dude, try this, try this, try this. Dude, we just showed up to Expo West and you guys are familiar yeah. with Expo yeah, West, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so it's a big natural food show. Um, so we just showed up with a booth, like, you know, I, I designed everything. So it looked legit. It looked like something that existed, but of course, it's just a nothing yeah, yeah actually yeah. did exist um so we made this booth and we got some samples we convinced a chocolatier to cover them in chocolate for us and then we you know i went to, i printed off some labels of fedex i put them on some amazon like pouches put them in a glass case so no one could touch them and feel that they're empty <laughs> and then uh sample so we stood there that and sampled awesome. them and then whole foods came by and uh wegmans came by on the east coast and uh you know they wanted to buy the product so they're like hey yeah we want to take the product in we're like okay yeah no definitely like so what distribute what distributors are you in I'm like uh which ones what do does you that mean need? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah we're in wherever you need um and so then we essentially took those po's and went and raised capital off of uh, off of that get out of here yeah. wow wow that's awesome so you were in like no stores or were you selling online even at the time no <laughs> had you sold anything before you got those two like had you sold a couple to like Friends and buddies, nothing. Gave a hand for nothing. Yeah. nothing at all. <laughs> yes. Yeah, was your branding and marketing at the booth similar to what you guys have today? Uh, similar like vibe. Similar, yeah. Similar no. vibe. You know, the banana leaf. Uh-huh. Um, sort of that tropical vibe of the banana leaf yeah. and everything. Yeah. yeah. You guys have a great like marketing branding. 
Yeah, like nice, everything, man. everything about that. it is great. Yeah, even when really you guys had that, that banana car. Or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys still, do you guys still have that? Yeah, we do. We do on occasion. Um, it's this art car that this dude built, and uh, yeah, we we drove that thing around for probably like two straight years around the city of Los Angeles. So you see some giant banana mobile on the street. <laughs> that that was for sure. Us. Yeah, yeah. so good. How do you even go about that? It was random, man. You know, in 2012, it must have been, I found this on the internet <laughs> and I, I saved it to my computer. I'm like, one of these days, we're going to do that. And then fast forward to only a couple of years ago, some dude just walks in right up to my desk with a card in his hand and he goes, we need to talk. And it was him in this fucking banana car on the business card. <laughs> I'm like, so what? <laughs> He's like, it's outside. Um, and so we hired him as a full-time driver and then branded huh. the whole thing yeah, and we so go and sample good. and do all kinds of craziness with it. But yeah, wow. wow. How cool. random. Yeah. So you get, you get, uh, Whole Foods and Wegmans. So what's the order look like? Is it a, a big damn deal or is it like, we want to try and sample some things. See if it, works. it was, it was, um, it wasn't a huge deal, right? So it was Whole Foods, Northern California that picked it up and Wegmans, okay. which is primarily sort of, you know, East coast, uh, Northeast, um, and so for us, it, it seemed big, sure, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, even, even five bucks technically would have been infinite more dollars than we had yeah, sold yeah. <laughs> previous to yeah. that. So, um, it was a big deal for us. It was, it was sort of an indication that, you know, we were, we were doing something that, that there was a market fit for, um, which of course, when you just create something and you, you go to market, you don't really know, right? Like that's the, that's the beautiful thing about meritocracy and capitalism is that you will have an idea that you think is great. And then you take it to the market. And it sucks, and then yeah. no one wants it. Yeah. You're like, all right, well, next. And then, you know, maybe you have an idea that maybe you think, like, wouldn't, who knows how well it'll do. And then it turns out to be Snapchat or whatever. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Wow. That is wild, <laughs> man. So you get, uh, you get rolling with the first order, you're probably freaking out on the, on the way out of the door. Like, holy shit, we fucking did it. <laughs> you're probably Googling a bunch of words that they yeah. just asked you. Like, <laughs> yeah. How, yeah. Do, how do you figure out working with distributors and all that stuff? Or do they like, all right, we get your new and they walk you through it. Or you just have to like figure shit out and Google people to call and, it's wild west yeah. straight yeah. wild west man yeah it was um you know there is no real uh, school for this and I, I got my degree to business school and everything else but they don't teach you what you need to know for entrepreneurship they teach you to go work for deloitte or yeah. an accounting firm yeah. somewhere or a marketing agency or something yeah. but yeah. um you know entrepreneurship is, is is sort of sort of science and art put together and obviously a lot of grit and determination i don't think everybody's built for it but um yeah you just got to figure it out so you're you know, cold messaging people on LinkedIn. You're trying to build a board of advisors to raise capital. Um, you know, you're just basically trying to accumulate as much knowledge as, as quickly as possible because there is no other way to do it unless you've done it before. Um, you know, all the learning lessons that I've had from this, it's like, wow, the next thing is going to be way <laughs> easier to do because yeah. we've already taken all the punches to the face and, um, you know, fallen down plenty of times. So, um, yeah, you just got to get in there and figure out and, and the distributors are not helpful at all really uh, now now they're mid they're basically middlemen um in the food industry essentially you sell to a distributor who then sells to the retailer okay um for the majority of the business there's some direct relationships but uh, you can imagine if you're a whole foods or whoever you don't want to be managing forty thousand independent brands and yeah. placing orders with all of them right so they consolidate yeah. their buying in that way but um that's pretty much all they do is just deliver the product Jesus. Yeah. And they don't help you. And we worked with, uh, we did a podcast. Actually, we, we did some video for today. Um, it's called Coconut Girl, Coconut Girl Ice Cream. And she she was like kind of the same thing where she was at, uh, doing like a CrossFit event and a grocery store came up to her. And she also, actually, she, she backtracked. She just made this thing and she's like, I think, I think it tastes good and gave it to like friends at the gym and then took it to some CrossFit events. And then <laughs> the grocery store was like, hey, uh, how much do you sell this for? And she was like, like like can we for like a wholesale type yeah. deal and she's like uh, <laughs> i don't know you want to we'll buy yeah these? we'll figure it out i'll send you yeah. a thing. Yeah. like what do we yeah, i'll get back to you yeah uh, and now she's in like 70 different whole foods so she's like she just started but she's rolling with it but but yeah. the same thing like she's like i don't know what the fuck to do i'll say yes and then just figure that shit out yeah, that's right. And in the food space too, like it's a very expensive business to to be in, um, especially when you're first starting out. These distributors, you don't have great payment terms. Um, you know, so you're buying your raw materials, you're going to a co-packer, you're manufacturing it yourself, and so you're spending all the upfront costs on the product. Yeah. And then you have to have inventory for the distributor to purchase, right, when they put it in the PO. Um, and so the cash turnaround cycle is pretty long. Um, and also the margins are not like software margins. Uh, yeah, that's right. You, you know, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough business in in that way it's very capitally intensive for sure sure so how after you get those first couple how do you start to begin to scale 
and grow. Are you are you all across the U.S.? I assume. Oh yeah, yeah. All we're the way in, through. We're yeah. all over. I mean, we're in Walmart, Kroger, it, Target. Are you outside now. of the U.S. too? Yeah, Japan and Canada. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I didn't know that. I don't go to those places. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know. No, we were in Canada. We were in Toronto. We were in Toronto yeah. in December. Right. How uh, how'd you get those? Um, serendipity, I think. Um, you know, we we got introduced to our Japanese distributor through a brand in the space that does a really great job called Amazon. Speaking of Asai, that's what they uh-huh. sell. Okay. Um, they were one of the very first to market, and um, you know, we got introduced to this dude named Yoshi, and he was just the man. You know, and uh, they did a great job with Amazon. So um, we're like, well, let's just try it out. And I would not recommend um any brand starting today that you immediately go international unless there's a very unique scenario um that was a semi-unique scenario for us so we we haven't looked to expand internationally but the u.s market is the gold mine Uh, that's where the market's at that's where the trends happen um you know there's 350 plus million people in this country and so um this this is the place to go first sort of own your backyard and spread from there um you know i think that that's the best way to do it yeah do you find that you have to market differently to different parts of even just the U.S.? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, you guys are from Ohio. I'm from Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different or, people. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where I grew up compared to here is basically a different country. <laughs> sure. Like, we just speak the same language. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, that that's a weird thing, too, right? Because in in large part, a lot of these brands are created in big cities, um, whether it's LA, New York, San Francisco, Chicago, et cetera. Um, and, and so you have sort of a different societal fabric than you do in places like where I grew up in a very rural area. Um, and so the question essentially becomes, so, so you scale the brand into these metropolitan cities, and then you have retailers that are in the middle of Oklahoma now, right? Or in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. And so how does your product and how does your messaging translate to Cindy in Wisconsin that's, you know, buying her cheese and beer for her husband and then buying like, you know, Welch's snacks for her kids. And, you know, does your product speak to them? And um, that's something that you got to be constantly mindful about. Yeah. How have you tried to do that? and speak? Because like this can speak to us very easily. Right. But Susie in Wisconsin or whatever, like saying buying her cheese and, and Welch's. How do you try to change? Because you don't change packaging, right? We don't change the packaging, no. And I think it does start with that, right? You want something that has at least the ability to be sort of have a broad-based appeal. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you do it through your marketing, your, your communications. You show people how to use the product, right? Like, what is the usage occasion? Um, you know, you have to tell people sometimes. It's not, not necessarily intuitive, especially not with certain types of products um, and, and why they're consuming them, right? Um, but, you know, if you have something like, you know, a goji berry superfood, uh, you know, insert all crazy adaptogenic mushroom, this and that <laughs> in, in, into some crazy product, like, you may kill it in L.A., but Cindy in Wisconsin's yeah. not going right. to even know a word on right. that package. Sure. Yeah. Huh. But everybody does love coffee. Everybody loves coffee. Guys. Yeah. Everyone Coffee's pretty coffee. like across across yeah. America. You're damn right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, there's no sexy words to it. It's just <laughs> yep. coffee. Yep. It's not shit coffee. It's good coffee. And there it is. <laughs> yep. We should just put like good it's coffee, not, not the not shit. shit. Yeah. yeah. It does not taste like shit. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. not right. shit. There's no mold on this it's coffee. Not, <laughs> it's not Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, no. I just said oh, Starbucks no. is shit. Oh, no. F everyone. Yeah. So, so as far as like marketing and stuff like that, are you, what, what's like a day in the life of you? Cause how many people are on your team now? So we have about 28 full timers, okay. something like that. Yeah. yeah. So how many part-timers, of course, partners in South America. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. What are you doing on a daily basis? Like, what does that look like? Yeah. So, um, I wake up in the morning, I do intermittent fasting, so I don't eat anything. I pretty much wake up and just, and it's go time. Yeah. Yeah. Just go. So, um, you know, arrive at the office, um, you know, Wednesdays and Thursdays are my meeting days typically. So it's from call it 9am to 4pm, just every single meeting call, anything is just stacked on those two days. So that way I have Monday open to sort of put out any fires that happened over the weekend, Tuesday to be sort of a day for creating things and actually doing stuff, right? Whether it's a spreadsheet or designing a package or, you know, figuring out a Costco offering or whatever that may be. Um, and then I also like to leave the Fridays open for that for that similar reason to tie any loose ends up from the rest of the week. Um, so that's typically how I structure the week. The day, um, you know, it depends on the day of the week, of course. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I get started. I get in the office. I stay there till you know, call it 6 o'clock or, or whenever um, the things need to be done try to get a workout in. Uh, I haven't been doing that for the last couple of months because the yeah. whole motorcycling. Yeah. Um, 
go home and immediately start working on something else. Um, so yeah, I, I think for me at least, the thirst, the thirst for knowledge is what keeps me sane. And so you know, it's I'm doing Barnana for. 12 hours a day and then I get home and I want to learn a new skill. I want to design something else outside of that. I want to create something else, right? Whether it's a podcast or, or any number of things, but, um, yeah, I'm always, always creating something. So when you leave then, are you, are you, I mean, of course there's, there's Barnana stuff, I'm sure at any, all times of the day, but do you try to consciously put Barnana to the side and like, I want to design something else or do something just to like work your brain differently. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, um, I think it's really important. Like, you know, a lot of people have family, um, you know, you're gonna have, you have kids. Uh, I don't, uh, I don't have a girlfriend right now. And so I, (laughs) with that time in the world, that's right. So with that idle time, you know, I use my, my girlfriend and my children are these other things that I like to create and, and learn. So, um, that's sort of the perspective that I take on, on things. Um, so do it while I can until, you know, you don't, have the time to definitely and once you have a kid it's you have like no time oh man no free time yeah my dad was like you know the 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 best dad of all time and so you know i think about having a kid and i'm like well there's no chance that i could be yeah uh, i have to at least match match his level right Uh, well i guess i should yeah i should rephrase that if like you do have time but like if you want to be like extremely involved in your kid's life you don't you have like little free time. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, a little human running around. Definitely, right? <laughs> a little mini me. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be me soon. That's yeah. like him. Like every day, it's like just craziness. Like she gets home and it's like energy, energy, energy. Dude, <laughs> like, let's go, let's go, Dad. I want to do this, Daddy. No, nah, like I don't, I don't. <laughs> My mom says she's just like me, but I'm like, no, she's like ten, <laughs> ten times me. I don't know how the hell she has that much energy. <laughs> right. A little bite-sized kid. Yeah. I'd like to know what sort of like the pharmacological, you know, neurochemical yes. thing is happening in, in right. children's what brains. I really wish I would. I really yeah, right. Why, How why can is you that not never... capture, yeah, capture yeah. that and package that up into a, a shot or something? Yeah. I think it's called meth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <right>? <laughs> <laughs> or I guess it is. It's a powder. Yeah. It's cocaine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just all damn day. Just yeah. 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 And, then, and then down fast. Like yeah. when they're down. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, kids actually do pass out hard too. Hard, right? But fight it to the end. Yep. <laughs> like I'm not tired. I'm not tired. I know my daughter's got this thing where she goes, she'll be getting tired in the car because it's cars are kryptonite. She she goes out in the car every time and she'll be like, she'll start getting pissed and she'll start screaming. She'll be like, my eyes are making me go to sleep and I don't want them to. <laughs> <laughs> so she's fighting her eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's it's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. So you got your time now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. that's right. So uh, it's good. Good use of time. Yeah. How involved with you or are you with social? Um, just broadly speaking for the yeah. brand. Yeah. yeah. Um, so something that I'd manage directly. Yeah. You do? Okay. Uh-huh. Are you posting? No, I don't no, do that anymore. Okay. Yeah, fortunately. High level shit. Like here's generally strategy. how we want to be. Yeah. Strategies. One yeah. Out. Strategy, content outline. You know, of course, pr- approve all the content that goes on there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, plan it out. All this, all those sorts of things. Yeah. How far out do you guys plan your, your social um, strategy? We usually try to do it like call it six months or uh, six weeks at a time about okay. a month and a half yeah um okay. in terms of actually having the content approved and ready to launch yeah. um and then of course we're thinking much further out in terms of what kind of content we want to be doing at any given time so you know the summer we'll be doing a big campaign um that'll be you know it, it's going to be a big one a very time intensive one so that's something we've been planning essentially since february gotcha oh, okay. yeah when you when you launch a new product like the the well chips are they new they're new it to me yeah they're not new-ish. that new Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, how about long 11 months? 11 months, okay. So uh, I remember you talking about them before. But for some reason, they are all over Whole Foods. And why <laughs> I hear. Like right when, yeah. as soon as I saw it, I was like, all right, let's, let's try this shit. Boom. But when you, when you plan a new product like that, how long does that take? Like a whole new product launch? It could take a really long time, man. Yeah, especially if it's a line of products. Like, you know, building it to be able to scale right away is a whole different thing, right? Because when we were making the bananas and the bananas and chocolate, it's like, pretty easy like, there's no one to sell these to so we just make a little bit yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. um but when you when you have deals with existing retailers and you already have brand equity in those places and you're going to launch it somewhere like whole foods or, or safeway or something crazy um you know it's like okay well how am i going to make sure that this product launch not only goes well but i also have all the operational components needed to fulfill you know $100,000 worth of product in a week or, you know, a million dollars, $2 million in a month 
worth of product. It's yeah. a mm-hmm. lot of product. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you both have to execute on the marketing side of it, uh, you know, with in-store activations and sort of, you know, a broad-based communications launch with, with advertising influencers and everything else. But um, making sure that you have the right product made uh, is a big one, right? So do your research. Uh, make sure that you're launching flavors that people want. Um, I think a, a lot of times, at least in, in this space, people just lose track of taste. Hmm. They sort of take it for granted, Um, you know, and and so you got to make sure something tastes good before you just put it out on the market um, because the repeat's the most important thing. You know, you can you can have you can start with a big splash uh, and if people only buy it once, then it's going to be rough. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you deal with like like a Whole Foods type of thing when you're like, you know, we already have this product and how many how many of these do you have? So we have like uh, six bites flavors. Okay, six bites flavors. Yeah. Like, All right, we got a whole new product line. Do you approach them before you actually come up with the line, or how does that work? Yeah, so Whole Foods has actually been a really good partner for us. Um, you know, they're one of these retailers that really do invest the time, effort, and energy into sort of incubating, helping, and promoting all of these natural foods brands. You know, for so long, Whole Foods has been sort of the the nucleus of of all kinds of crazy awesome brands that have now been able to scale into mainstream. Um, and so we've been fortunate to have that relationship. Uh, so we'll go to them and, and bounce the ideas off like, Hey, what do you guys think about this? What, what do your customers think about, you know, the space, the yeah. set, the whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and some of that feedback is invaluable. You know, it's something that you're not going to get at the consumer level or, sure. or sort of, you know, secondary research from the internet or, or any database. Yeah. Gotcha. No, that's cool. What do you, what do you think has been the, like biggest mistake or biggest mistakes you've made that now you, if you had to do it over again, you wouldn't do that shit. Yeah. The punches in the face you referred to. Right? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh man. So many left hooks and yeah. yeah. Um, we know that game. front teeps yeah. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, dude. Um, I think that one of the biggest mistakes is not, you know, when I was first starting this, I was living in the hood, uh, you know, just s- scraping, um, you know, like I had the majority of my life, um, before starting these businesses. And, uh, you know, so, so when, when the number one motivator is to not just be abjectly poor and in sort of like a crime ridden, dangerous neighborhood where <laughs> you wake up and everybody's just drinking forties at the mini mart at seven thirty AM while you're getting an inner drink to you know, go to class, go to school, uh, go to work, start a business, you know, um, when, when, when you're so preoccupied with that, like I was, I did not fully realize, so I w- I've never been re- really been around rich people or even like, you know, upper middle class people for the most part. Yeah. And so, you know, going into this and, and raising money and, and doing all those things, uh, I'm just around people that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like wearing my $5 Kmart button up clearance, you know, shirt and shit and like, you know, playing the part, um, you know, kind of, kind of faking it, uh, really just trying to blend in. Um, (laughs) and in that environment, you know, I didn't fully realize sort of the Machiavellian mentality of a lot of people generally. Um, I understood it where I lived in the, in the hood. You just assume everybody's kind of, you know, up to no good and everybody's, you know, trying to, trying to catch an angle or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but the same thing exists in all economic levels of society and just in different ways. And so I was not good at recognizing early on these people that would sort of try to snake their way into the business, try to get you, um, pit you against your co-founders, different things like that. Um, so I experienced a couple of cases, one major case of that early on. And, you know, sometimes people like that, they come with a good CV, right? Like, Oh, this dude did these great things. And he's 55, 60, three times my age at the time. Like this guy must be great. Um, and the truth is there's a lot of sociopaths out there, I think, Uh, or just people that see you and, um, you know, they just want to sort of step on top of you to, to, to dunk the basketball. So, um, I think that one of the biggest mistakes is uh, allowing someone like that close to the business very early on um, based on purely their resume and CV without getting to know them deeply as a person and look out for those types of warning signs. Huh. So yeah, that's you, a good yeah. one. Yeah, like so that. they were, you, you had brought them on board or whatever, whatever the capacity was as an advisor. Yeah. Okay. So they were in before you vetted them fully. You're saying. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's like you meet them and, 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 
they seem you know. fine. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but um, you know, it's uh, it's it's something that that you really have to investigate uh, more thoroughly than I did early on, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Was that yeah. out here? Were they were they out here? It was in, in San Diego. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it feels yeah. weird. L.A. feels different. Where L.A. I could see that being more of a thing, but maybe not. Maybe that's just. It's it's very similar in San Diego. In fact, I actually moved to Sacramento um, for the first two years of college before I moved oh. down to SoCal. And uh, what a couple of my professors said in, in Sacramento was like, "Are you sure you want to go to SoCal?" I'm like, "Yeah, obviously it's warm and awesome, and like that's the goal. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I've been trying to go." Yeah. Um, and they're like, yeah, well, people are just different in that they have a little more of sort of this cursory facade that, that they put on, right? And um, and I didn't really understand what that was, but that's kind of what you're picking up on. And then people that aren't from here or, or haven't been here um, may not uh, fully realize it. But yeah, that's um, it's something that's similar, I think, L.A., Orange County, San Diego, all the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always like to say everyone in L.A., and I know L.A. more than I know like Orange County, San Diego, is that everyone in L.A. is an actor. <laughs> Whether you're like trying to be an actor in that space, you're you're in some sort of business, you're acting like you're something you're not. Right. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. I mean, that happens all over the place. Sure. Um, it just seems more prevalent here. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, all over the place here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Like from Merino Del Rey to Silver Lake, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. it's like uh, it's like some sort of a zombie virus that just (laughs) (laughs) went rampant, turned everyone into. And and I don't know if it's everyone. Obviously, a lot of people came out here to be actors, so there's just that chunk of the the population. Or if it's keeping up with the Joneses, or people care about image more out here and looking cool. And yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't know. It It is weird. You get two things, right? You get you get really motivated. And creative people that just want to win yeah. and and to do something great and and to sort of fulfill self-efficacy, right? Like at, at the highest level that they can possibly achieve. And I think it also um, comes with a downside. I, th- I think there's a dichotomy in everything. And I think right. the dichotomy there is, you know, these these cities like LA build all these beautiful and amazing things and businesses and art and everything else. And simultaneously, that also breeds sort of that culture of people seeing that. And maybe it is a little bit of keeping up with the Joneses, but trying to play like they're on that level or they want to be there, but not put in the hard work. Therefore, they just put up a facade because they're insecure. And yeah. I yeah. think there's every, every shade in between, but um, there's certainly a dichotomy there for sure. Unfortunately, yeah. that works a lot too. If not yeah. most of the time yeah. for people. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> That's why people do it. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot. You see those guys like, uh, they can just go rent like a Ferrari. Yeah. And they just take photos of it with or like, like you like know, the, some cash or the, I'm going to uh, pay their rent with. The Bow Wow Challenge last year or whatever that came out. Oh, with the... Um, did you, did you see that? Oh, when he's on like Southwest or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like someone takes that picture out. Someone <laughs> caught him doing it or something. Oh, so good. I was, I was showing my girl, we were driving my place the other day. And it was the car rentals. And I was like, you see all those like videos and shit like that. Most of those people are here and they paid 300 bucks yep. and they got that ridiculous car for an hour and a half or whatever, did their shoot, took their pictures, got out. Yeah. Made that a uh, YouTube advertisement yeah. and uh, yeah. sold right. their course. Right. right. Yeah. That, shit, <laughs> that shit is so lame. Yeah. People do that all the damn time. Yeah. yeah it's, it's surprising to me that that works, but, but I it mean, does. Well, it does. Yeah. There, one, there's a lot of dumb people. There's, uh, there's a lot of people that, uh, are two, this is separate, but maybe the same too, but a lot of people that just look for direction right? and then somebody gives them that direction and they can give them that little nugget. They might have 80 bullshit things they say, but they have that one thing and they're like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Link on. Yeah. I also think yeah. it's like, it's like, think about like where we're from. A lot of people, a lot of the things that people see on TV or see in the movies is Los Angeles Bay. So <laughs> if they're sitting at home and it's rainy it's snowy it snowed the other day in chicago and it's freaking may almost people are like damn i wish i was in la what what like what's in la you know like yeah exactly so like someone posts a picture of someone in a ferrari and they're having a bad day they're like fuck i want that life yeah there he is in in hollywood right yeah you're killing it dude killing it right (laughs) killing it bro hollywood's a shithole by the way that's That's the craziest thing about it is like everybody thinks uh, you know hollywood but hollywood itself is not yeah, it's not Beverly Hills. No, it's not, it's no, not like, yeah, no. it's kind of not Santa Monica. Yeah. It's not Beverly Hills. Yeah, yes. it's not. It's not even more like most of the stuff's being made. Right. You yeah. know, which is weird. I don't know where that ever started. Yeah, sure maybe it was like Burbank. That. Sure, back in the yeah, right. Nobody talks about Burbank. Culver. Culver. Yeah. Culver, Culver like that's what's yeah. like. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I lived in San Diego. I didn't even know what Culver City was. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh. Which, which right. is weird because our dad came out here and we, like, the first time we were in Culver City, he was like, oh, this is where all the movies were made. Oh, really? Yeah. So I guess, like, in the 70s or something, yeah, I'm that's sure where he all knew. the movies were made. Yeah. Like, that's Interesting. Where and Sony's, Sony. Sony's there. Sony's the biggest one right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all that shit now, but. Right. Have you guys ever thought about acting? No. no. Yeah, me neither. No. Never been a thing. No. Like, I like to fuck around on my Snapchat and Instagram yeah. stories and do some funny shit. Or we've done, like, funny videos, like, for us, but not, like, legit. Like, I'm no, gonna like go going to go to a casting call. A casting call. Yeah. 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 You know, pretend shot and yeah. then, like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretend cry and die. And like, right. Yeah. Right. It sounds fun to, like, play something, but. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. It's not our game. Yeah, yeah, same, <laughs> same, same yeah, here. Not there. <laughs> yeah. So, what, where do you think in the next year things will change with the brand company? Like, new? Are you? I know you have something big this summer, but I don't know if that's just a campaign or if that's a new product or what you're doing. But what do you what do you think is going to change over the next year? Yeah. So this summer is going to be a big campaign about upcycling and what that means, and it's sort of ah. just bringing general awareness to to food waste and and through a very creative very creative uh way i think um without giving too much away and um this is actually one of our brand new products that we'll be launching in whole foods in august um this isn't out no i mean you can buy it on the internet we got it first we got it first i keep looking at it too like god damn it (laughs) eat this shit (laughs) it'll be gone 10 seconds after (laughs) this podcast is over yeah done (laughs) so you know we're we're launching that one um we just launched some tropical bites at whole foods which i'm actually i'm super addicted to big problem in my life um because i can't take any home because i'll just eat them immediately that's a huge issue for you yeah that one especially that just gets me um um, and then we're launching a spicy plantain chip, which will also Ooh. probably be one of my most favorites. Interesting. Um, yeah. We'll be launching that soon as well here come come August. Okay. Yeah. So um, but yeah, you know, that's essentially the rest of the year. A few product launches, line extensions. We're, we're always toying around with sort of our R&D pipeline and what sort of product lines could be down the road, um, of which we have no shortage of ideas. But it's sure. like, okay, what's the best market fit at the right time? And, and how do you position this thing? Um, especially when you're you already have a business that's that's scaling you know it's an eight figure business and um you know there's just the the fuck ups get b- way bigger yeah, yeah right sure. way faster yeah. yeah um so you really have to to you know watch your p's and q's and dot all those i's yeah yeah damn timmy anything else no it's Dude, this great, is fun. It's great great geeked out some yeah. mma yeah, yeah. yeah. It's great talk some bit barnana dude i never now get to talk about some? mma on anything dude it's great <laughs> dude come we we come over and watch a fight to. one time yeah, yeah. Dude, absolutely yeah we're, not this we're, weekend we'll get the, you're we'll gone get the, this weekend yeah we'll yeah. get the pay-per-view though in two weeks yeah sick if you want to if you want to roll through dude count me we literally watch all of them same all rose versus um andrage Jessica Andrade, yeah. Anderson Silva's fighting. I think yep. he's the co-main. Yep. And another big fighter. Uh, Anderson. But doesn't matter what it is. We're gonna be watching. Hell it. yeah, that's true. We're watching, watching some grown people throw bones yeah. at each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love it. Yep. All right, dude. Appreciate it. Appreciate Thank it. you, guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed the podcast, Timmy. You were there, so of course you enjoyed it. We were there. We're in it. Again, one more last reminder, the Biz Launch Academy is live today, May the 9th. Go to bizlaunchacademy.co. That's bizlaunchacademy.co. We'll take you from concept to customer. No BS, no fluff. We'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye.